We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Big of the morning. It doesn't seem that way. It seems like you uh, you bring sufficient <laughs> energy to get the show off the ground. Uh, we're Good. having some Congratulations. fun. Congratulations. Well Thanks, done. Thanks, Thank you. Brad. By the way, John, answer your question. Fairfield lost. Mm. So oh, no. for now the twenty, I believe it's the twenty-sixth straight year. We will not go. Uh, twenty-six years. I think I got to give him one of these. Shame, shame. Was it close? Shame. <laughs> we dude, we scored fifty points. Yeah. So no, it was not close. <laughs> all by, right. the way, by the way, Penn's pretty good. Yeah, they got a shot. Penn's pretty good. I think of of all of them, I think Penn. I think Penn has a chance to win the Ivy. I really do. They're 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 pretty good. That's good. That's good. All right, did, did he, so listen. It's such a thrill to have Ray, and he'll be with us, you know, select Wednesdays as we move through the year. And this is such a good Wednesday to have Ray because free agency starts on Monday, but in many ways it's sort of already started because negotiations have been going on. Uh, the Eagles made a decision, Ray, yesterday not to franchise anybody. The one that. I guess I'll use the word, I don't want to say controversial, but the one that's the most hotly debated is whether they should have franchised C.J. Gardner-Johnson. It would have been $14 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yesterday, Ray, 71% of people in our poll said the Eagles should franchise C.J. G.J. They did not. Do you think Howie Roseman made a mistake or got this one right? Um, he would have been, to me, the two that uh, that stood out as that, well, first of all, you have to start with the with the understanding that the Eagles don't franchise generally. And the understanding that Hurts is going to get a ton of money. And the understanding that Hurts is going to get paid a ton. Um, I mean, these are all the realities of it. Uh, and they're, they're a team that historically has never really gone the franchise route. So you knew that going in that it was probably unlikely. But if you were actually even going to consider it, uh, the two guys that I would have considered it for would have been Hargrave and Gardner-Johnson. Uh, and at the, at the price point that you would have been able to get Gardner Johnson uh, for at the safety position, I probably would have done it. I probably would have done it. I, I think I think he's he. I knew he was a good player, uh, but the way he um, adapted to being a safety as opposed to a slot corner, uh, I I was I thought he was really good last year. Uh, he was better tackler than I thought, and yeah. I was and I and I wasn't sure. I really wasn't sure how he was going to make the transition to play in a pure safety position. But he was very good uh, and a playmaker. Uh, and for that price point, I certainly would have considered it. So are you surprised that they did not franchise him? I expected them to tag him in order to get a deal done, you know, buy themselves right. some time. And I was surprised that they didn't go that route. How surprised are you? A little bit. A little bit. Because I, I know they don't. And I know they're counting their pennies now because they know what they have to go where they have to go with Jalen. Uh, but I thought they might do what you just suggested, which is, okay, tag him for now, uh, and let's see if we can work something out and, get, and buy yourself a little time. A lot of teams do that. I mean, the Eagles have even done that. I mean, not, yeah. they, they, they will sometimes tag a guy with, without any real desire right. to, to pay the price, price tag, but they just want to put, you know, put a space holder on him. Okay, let's just, let's just, okay, you're our property for at least this period of time. We'll try to negotiate a real contract. We really don't want to do the franchise thing. Nobody really wants to do the franchise thing. It really isn't good for the player or the team, really, when you get right down to it. But sometimes you're stuck in that spot. Um, I kind of thought they might have just taken him in 
and see if they could work. But it was, So, Ray, we've, Ray and I have been kind of in a tug-of-war here today on what's fair to expect or what's fair to react to as far – like, let me put it this way. I expect the Eagles to lose a bunch of guys. And Rhea's pretty frustrated about it. And I get her frustration. I, too, am frustrated. But she's kind of holding it against – and, Ray, I'm not trying to talk for you, but I think you're you're almost holding it against Howie if it happens. I am. You, uh, the, the notion that just because Howie's been transparent about it doesn't excuse for me – him being in this situation and, you know, wanting the team to remain good. I'm not saying they have to bring sure. all of them back, but I'm not giving him a pass just because he's being transparent about it. And and my point, Ray, is, and I'm curious kind of how you weigh in on, on, on this tug of war. My point is this is just a byproduct of if you had such a great year or two that he did have as GM, do you accumulate this many good players and so many of them happen to be a free agent at the same time. By the way, you almost won the Super Bowl as a result of accumulating this many good players. Like, I accept that they won't be able to keep a bunch of guys. And I don't say, damn, Howie. I say, it's just the price of doing business. It's the way the cookie crumbles. You get more good players, you lose more good players. Mm-hmm. Where do you come down on that? And how fair is it for fans to be annoyed at Howie if they lose, you know, 75% of these, 60% of these big-time dudes? Well, he has been, uh, I think to Rhea's point, where she's talking about him being transparent, was his statement uh, at the Combine, where he just came out and said, yeah, yeah, we're going to lose. We're, yeah. yeah, we're going to lose everybody. So, <laughs> See uh, you later. And, uh, yeah. and everybody said, gee, oh, okay, uh, I guess that's it. And, and, and now he's off the hook. Um, I mean, that was, I think, probably smart on his, on his behalf, that he didn't try to create false hope that, Hey, listen, we're going to keep this team together, and we're knowing full well that you can't. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at the reality of it. I'm looking at the reality of the situation he's facing. I'm looking at his roster. I'm looking at his payroll, and I'm looking at the Jalen Hurts contract that has to be done down the road. And there's just no way you can make those numbers work. I mean, you can, you can shuffle some money around, which I think they can do with Slay, which I think they can probably do with Lane, uh, where they can push some money back to the back and, and, and pick up a few extra million here and there. But the idea that Howie's going to be able to shuffle the deck enough to keep this roster intact, it just ain't going to happen. That's just not the reality of the NFL today. Tough spot. Joe DeCamera, John Ritchie, we got the Diddy in studio with us and a lot of calls up ahead. 215-592-9494 plus. Ray just referenced Darius Slay. What he said on a podcast a couple days ago uh, about Gannon and about his desire to stay, because a lot of people think he should get traded free up money to then give to Bradbury or some other players. What Darius Slay said, you'll hear it next. Joe DeCameron, John Ritchie with a packed house and a good house in here today on 94 WIP. Let's talk about my friends at Window Nation. Have you noticed your energy costs have been rising dramatically? Energy prices have increased over 14% since last year. It isn't too late to do something to fix your high energy bills. Beat the spring rush with the last month of off-season pricing at Window Nation. Get two windows free. With every two you buy, zero down payment, zero monthly payments, and pay zero interest for 24 months. New windows will pay for themselves with the energy savings on your energy bills and will pay nothing for two full years with 0% financing, saving you hundreds of dollars. So go with the window company that has installed nearly 2 million windows, including mine, by installers with over a decade of experience only using top-of-the-line installation materials. 
which is why 96% of installs require no follow-up service. Call 866-90NATION. Get two windows free with every two you buy with no limit. Plus, make no down payment, no payments, and pay. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, Jetta Cameron here. Let me tell you about my friends and the wonderful people at Family and Company Jewelers in Marlton, New Jersey. For those thinking about getting engaged, and I know that's a lot of people throughout the Delaware Valley. Look no further than Family and Company Jewelers right there on Route 70 in Marlton, New Jersey. By the way, right across the bridge in Jersey, very close to Philadelphia. If you're shopping for that perfect engagement ring, know that Family and Company Jewelers, with the top five-star rating on Google, with over 2,000 reviews, can certainly help you and close the deal for you in this process to get the gal of your dreams the ring of her dreams. Learn all about the ring buying process. Of course, look, they know what you're looking for. They're looking for a great price. You're looking for a great ring, and you're looking to make it, you know, pretty simple and easy to achieve those goals, and they can do it for you at Family and Company Jewelers, South Jersey's diamond destination. Brought to you by Nas Cancellari. Brandon Graham has been an Eagle for 13 seasons. Many times says he'd like to play his entire career here, wants to play two more years. Well, that just might happen. Ed Kratz of SI.com says Howie Roseman reportedly working on a two-year deal for Graham that would come in around $6 million per. Sixers going to get a couple days off after their fourth game in seven nights turned into a blowout victory at the Timberwolves, 117-94. to Doing it without James Harden, he sat with foot soreness. Joel Embiid, 39 points in 28 minutes. Philadelphia asbestos attorneys, Nas Cancellari, have collected over $500 million for 5,000 asbestos victims. Call 215-546-8200. NBC10 First Alert Forecast brought to you by the Warriors for Dentists. Sunny, a high of 49. It's currently 36. Issues with sleep apnea, the region's number one source for dental solutions in treating snoring and sleep apnea. Dr. Pastor, online, drpaster.com. To stream 94WIP, Tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP. And she said, Do you come from a land down under? Ah, John, your song. Your song. Great song, man. I told you I bought this album because I returned Thriller. I was so terrified by Thriller when I rode my bike to Kmart with my pennies <laughs> under my arm. A shoebox full of wrapped pennies under my arm. Bought Thriller, took it home, put it on the record player, and got to the last song, which was Thriller, yeah. which I had never heard, and I was terrified. You got Vincent Price coming on there. You got the... The ghosts and goblins in the background, the werewolves howling. I was, I don't know, first grade at the time, second grade, first grade. I was mortified so that I returned it. It was too scary. Oh, my God. I returned it on my little bike 
Someone would call with, you a wuss. Well, I was I was six yeah, or was. seven, was. and I rode back to Kmart, traded it in, <laughs> got men at work, business as usual, and Down Under became my favorite. And there it is. 215-592-9494. When I was young, uh, and I don't know if anyone out there will remember this, I was afraid of, there was a clown. I think it was a dancing clown on. Was it Captain Kangaroo? Yes. That guy's scary. Not Captain, Captain Kangaroo. Captain Kangaroo was great. I agree with you. The clown. I don't remember the clown. Oh. I remember Mr. Green Jeans. You sure oh. it was Captain Kangaroo and not Captain uh, you Noah, James? you brought this up before. I'm not 100% sure. You brought it up before, so I'm not 100% sure. I mean, you're the one who's afraid of the clown. Yeah, I don't know. So. Just there was a clown. And it's, oh, scared the hell out of me. I don't, I don't find clowns scary. I don't right either. Now, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Well, no, Captain no. Kang, you think Captain Kangaroo and Captain Noah ever got in a fight there, Ray? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Correct. Kangaroo was a network guy. Captain Noah was local. He yeah, was turns like, to him and says, I'm the captain now. <laughs> exactly. he, was channel, he was channel six. Captain Morgan jumps in there, and they got a battle of captains. All right, 215-592-9494. It's got a lot of phone calls here in this segment. We're going to get to Darius Slay and what he said about his desire to stay with the Eagles at a time when a lot of fans are saying, trade him, and maybe they will. What Slay said about that, we'll get to that coming up shortly. Dimitri's with us. Good morning, Dimitri. Good morning, fellas. How are you? Ladies and fellas, how are we doing? Doing great, Dimitri. Uh, well, I got a quick Sixers point and a quick Eagles point. Uh, yes, as far as the Sixers, you know, I, I understand where you're coming from, Joe, but if we just, from the outside, just being objective here, they have all the ingredients of a championship team. They have a championship They have athletic wings, but I think Jimmy Daniels is going to be a very good Efficiency and top 10 in defensive efficiency. They have all the makeups of a championship contender. Now, on to my Eagles point. What's going on with me? Because even before the Super Bowl loss, I expected that a lot of these players weren't going to be here. So, to Rhea's point, I understand you're frustrated as well, but I expected it. I expected that a lot of players were not coming back. Well, that was where I was too, Dimitri. And I know John's brought up the point that maybe. I mean, certainly they could have signed some, you know, one or two of these guys during the season. But Howie also felt, and probably in conjunction with Sirianni, that it could, it could have caused damage to that locker room if they chose one guy instead of the other. And I guess we'll never yeah. know. Now we will never know. Feel, it feels like a missed opportunity. Yeah, it Howie really does. operated yeah. in a certain fashion every year prior to this one, where he would re-sign guys in the middle of the season, get them on good deals, lock them up yeah. for extended periods of time. And I understand you got more factors involved here because you know you have to pay Jalen. So maybe that's the biggest factor. He just didn't know how much he would have available, so he didn't want to go there. But he's operating on a different schedule this offseason. Yeah. And I don't know that it is the helpful schedule. I'm worried about that. Here's another thing you didn't know, because that goes back to October. You really didn't know where that Saints draft pick was going to come in. I mean, no. you, you, yeah. you knew it could be anywhere between, like, pick four and pick 18, but that's a big difference. It ultimately, it came in at, what, 10? They have the 10th pick, James? Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, Dimitri, give me a great answer for a crime movie that's not a mob movie. I'm surprised this hasn't been said yet because this both a coming-of-age movie and a crime movie, Boys in the Hood. Yeah, great answer. It's a great answer, man. It's a great, great movie. My God, I still can't believe he gets shot at the end. Oh, Oh, I just gave it away. Well, it's (laughs) 1990 or whatever. (laughs) It's a a great movie. Let's talk to Mark in Center City. What's up, Mark? Hey, how you guys doing today? So I wanted to talk a little bit about the Phillies with Painter. I think that they – they really need to just be very conservative with them. 
I mean, he's, he's going to be a guy that, that you're planning on being a one or two for a long time with them. It is a little concerning that there's the, the information that is or is not coming out, but I think they got to be very conservative with them. As far as the Sixers. I think they are, by the way, Mark. I'll just say my, my sense is that's what's happening here. All right, what do you got on the Sixers? No, I, I have no um, no emotional attachment anymore. I mean, I'll enjoy it if they make a run, but I have no expectations. I, I know they've been playing well. You know, I do follow them. Uh, I watched the games. I mean, it was surprising that they flew out Minnesota last night. But I just, I still, I'm, I'm not, not going to give them my emotion. But, but what I, what after listening to you guys, what I want to bring up with the sad state of affairs of college basketball yeah. in this city, did Villanova hire the wrong guy? And and before I go, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. <laughs> sure. You got it, Mark. So, did Nova hire the wrong guy? The candid answer is I don't know. Uh, they might have, and I think a lot of people are thinking they might have. But I also know this. Jay Wright did not come out of the gates strong when he started at Nova. I, I don't remember all the twists and turns of those early years. I think he might have had that Michael Bradley season as his first year. Oh, wow. Unless okay. that was the yeah. final year of Steve Lapis. I'm not quite sure. But it, it took Jay – Certainly, three or four years to find a stride. Now, yeah, granted, he was without some players, but, yeah, but it was a lesser season, program. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he took over a lesser program. I this get was it. a fully developed, yeah. top of the nation program Absolutely. year after right. year with all the players to to brag about. You're right, John. And Kyle Neptune, just man, I know what a drastic fall off. Listen, you're not wrong. I mean, one of the things is, and I've made this point about Temple before. After Cheney, mm-hmm. I've made this point about the Phillies after Harry Callis. I've made this point about the Phillies at third base after Mike Schmidt. Replacing a Hall of Famer, like, big drop-off. And, and, and I mean, I, you know, and not, not always big. Like, some people are like, oh, they ripped McCarthy. Like, that's not, like, Tom McC- I think Tom McCarthy does a great job. Yep. But if you expected Tom McCarthy to be Harry Callis, that's on you. That's on you. I mean, the guy that replaces Mike Schmidt ain't going to be as good. That's what makes the unique ones when you actually have Steve Young to step in for, for Joe Montana or uh, Mike Tomlin to step in for Bill Cowher, who steps in for, um, Chuck, no, no. for, for Chuck Knoll. Like, th- those are the exceptions, man. So, you know, this might – because, James, you were all bent out of shape on Fran Dunphy. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you know what, James? It can be a lot worse. Yeah. As Turns a out it guy. can be worse. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. I was one of the – I was but with you. But even still, I, yeah. you know, I, Fran, I get it, and you're right, but that he still made does, the, James, I think he made the tournament eight does, out of nine years. Yeah, mm. look, he's better than it's been. You're right, but it doesn't mean that we should accept mediocrity just because no. it's not John Chaney. But it's why John Chaney's a Hall of Famer. Most people aren't. I agree. It's why Jay – like, let me put it this way. Jay Wright's obviously going to make the Hall of Fame, unless he already had. I can't. I, I can't quite remember, but he's obviously. I think he might have. No, I think he has. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. he's in. But he's in. just know this: you could go. Villanova could go. Villanova and Temple could both go the next seventy-five years and not have a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah, like that. Thanks. Is, That's depressing. Yeah, and by the, and by the way, <laughs> yeah. Mark this down as a guaranteed fact: if Temple does get a Hall of Fame coach, mm-hmm. that guy will become a Hall of Famer because he moves through Temple and goes to a different program. Yes. Villanova at least has a shot to keep a great. It coach. was amazing that Jay Wright stayed for all those years. It was, and his first three years. I mean, he was he was actually decent his first year, nineteen and um, let me see, yeah, nineteen and thirteen. Then a couple down years, and then it really began to start around 04. Yeah, when he got Foy and Lowry yeah. and Nardi and, and and Alan Ray and all those guys. Let's talk to Colin in Washington Township. Hi, Colin. Yeah, what up? Hey, Colin. 
Hey, so I don't know if this new audience has ever heard about the Decamera Athlon, but you're talking about a 40 <laughs> with Black Ritty. So I think we might have to jumpstart that again. And if I may recommend, oh, Joe, I, I know. By the way, he couldn't be a thing. And he couldn't beat me in either 40. Let me just put that out there for the record. Oh, well, I think Trust you could. Me. Dude, I'm the guy that had a 40 party in college for what me and my friends knew was going to be the Eagles' last Monday night football game when we were in college. We were juniors in college. They stunk. Ray, this was the 3-13 um, the and 13 year. And they were going to, I think it was the game, it was either the San Fran game or the Dallas game. And like the dude sh- shoots the rocket flare over the, remember, over the vet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And right. so yeah, me yeah. and my that friends. Was, yeah, that was a Cowboys. Yeah. And me and my friends, we knew this because we had enjoyed it for two and a half years up until that point. This is the third year of Monday Night Football and Sunday Night Football. Get together, guys from Philly, we're hanging out in Connecticut, going to Fairfield. And it's like, all right, this is a 40 party. We got a lot of 40s, and we had about six or seven dudes from Philly. And it's like, let's go, let's drink, and let's watch football. But we knew that was it because they weren't getting a Monday night game that next year. My point is, okay. so my you point act is like that that means that you'll beat Black Gritty in a, a drinking forty race, drinking or running because you there. had a forty party, drinking or running. You're going to be better. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's easy. Than Gritty is <laughs> at drinking and running. Yeah, yeah. I you doubt it. I doubt no, it. No, I want Norman chug a 40. That'd be disgusting. But yeah, yeah that'd you, be. Got to do what you got to do. Apparently, if you're racing. All right, Colin. I'm sorry. Go ahead, pal. Wow, yeah, I don't even know how to respond to that whole thing, so I'll just give you my recommendation. I know how you think that you are, are a good tennis player. That that you prove it, you take on John Clark in tennis. Is He's he, really great good. Idea. Is he? He's great excellent idea. at tennis, yes. Triathlon, John Clark is the tennis com- competitor. Sounds right. like a good play. Love it, you, you didn't think just you go, beat you beat him well, immediately. I want to look into his game. I want to find He's out. He's got game. Okay, well, I got no. game, too. No. Okay, uh-huh. and they see John okay. Clark, you. Okay. Yeah. All right, we'll find out. Colin, give me an answer, man. What uh what's a crime movie that's not a mafia movie? Um, I would say uh Wolf of Wall Street. That has been said. Give me a different answer. Um Yeah, I got nothing, All man. Right, buddy. <laughs> Colin, appreciate the call. Twitter poll question of the day. Brought to you by Armin Chevrolet. Routine maintenance to major repairs. Armin Chevrolet Service Center has same day appointments available. Certified service, ArminChevy.com. All right, Ray, today's question is how many of the Eagles' three big free agents? And those, of course, are Hargrave, Bradbury, and Gardner Johnson. I mean, not counting Kelsey. He's kind of in his own category. How many of those three do you think the Eagles will, in fact, keep? Zero, one, two, or three. Everyone can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. Ray, what would be your gut feeling? How many of those three do they keep? It's uh, Hargrave, Gardner Johnson, and who's the other one? Bradbury. Bradbury. Uh, I don't think any. Oh wow. wow! What about trading? Brace yourself. Darius yeah. Slay. Huh? What are you? What is the likelihood that Darius Slay is on the trade block because of the you know point of contention that? You know, he's had some issues with the way things have been run. We know that Matt Patricia, he's not a fan of Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia is in the picture to some degree. Is Slay, if he's unloaded, does it make it more likely that those three power free agents are more likely to sign as an equal? That would, that would probably change the equation. That would probably change the equation. If, if you really does are that think- make us better um, to get rid of Slay and add – Javon Hargrave and James Bradbury. Yeah, instead. I mean, if you're really thinking, if if it's, it's if it's a real possibility that you are talking about moving on from Slay, and I don't, I, this is totally yeah, it's possible. Speculation. It's I mean, possible. Yeah. I mean, it's not out of the question. Yeah. But if they're having that discussion now, 
where they think they could move Slay, and they probably could, um, then I think you would keep Bradbury. I think that changes. I, I don't think you want to lose both no. of them. It would not make sense to trade Slay and lose Bradbury. No. That'd be foolish. By the way, what Slay said about his desire to stay, we'll get to that coming up. Joe Cameron, John Rich, and just coming up in one minute. Take your favorite casino action on the go with the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Odds, slots, bets, and games all in the palm of your hand. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app is the only casino and sportsbook app I recommend. And new users, join me now. Get up to $1,000 casino bonus back if you're not a winner in the first 24 hours. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app has all your favorite casino games, including 8, 8 Fortunes, Cleopatra Gold, Wheel of Fortune, and more. Experience roulette, baccarat, and Texas Hold'em all from the comfort of home, plus progressive slots like Divine Fortune, Imperial Wealth, and Venice Amore. There's never been a better time to play. New users get up to $1,000 casino bonus back if you're not a winner in the first 24 hours. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, it's your time to play. You must be 21 and over and located in PA or New Jersey. New users only. Casino bonus must be wagered. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so let's tackle this Darius Slay thing. Obviously, he could get traded. He could get restructured. We're not. I mean, three different options. Um, he went on a podcast just a couple of days ago called Montgomery and Company. He talked about his desire to stay. He also talked about his desire to get paid. Here's Darius Slay mm. a few days ago. What is that like on contract years coming up? What's your mindset? You know, are you ex- are you going to sign an extension? I'm trying to get what's up, what's up, Slay? Look, I'm asking you, what's up? Hey, you know me, man. Look, hey, I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. Uh, you know, of course, I want an extension with the Eagles. You know, I love the Eagles. Uh, they took another chance on me, man. Um, trading for me, and uh, I panned out very well, of course. Uh, but yeah, man, I love that. I love that money. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, of course, I'm going to be talking about this. Obviously, in this area, but that's what all we all do. You know, when uh, we got one year left on idea, we try to get an extension because, you know, it makes the cap low. Yep. And then, you know, you can start building around the team because, you know, once you cap too high, you can't add more players. So with me, you know, with my cap that high, yeah. I, I'm sure they probably want to know, get it down. And uh, the best way to get it down is, you know, give me some money. Come on now. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> we, I'm with it, though, you know, but I love Philly, man. I, you know, I, I plan on staying on Philly, but, you know, it don't, it don't happen, but uh, I know I got one year left here. But, uh, man, yeah, I'd love to stay in Philly for sure. Yeah. Right, that's Darius Slay. So he's clearly of the mindset that he knows he could get traded. I mean, he wouldn't be talking like that if, if he wasn't – you know, his agent has probably prepped him for, hey, keep it vague. Yeah. But he uh, said the right things, if you will. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it came <laughs> on – little laying it on a little thick. I panned out very well, of course. Hold on. Let me pat myself on the back. <laughs> But he did. I mean, guys, he he's, did, yeah. he's the one dude this year that really shut down Justin Jefferson. Yeah. That was an incredible performance. That, yeah. That was the beginning of the season. And yeah. then there were games later in the season where we were wondering where yep, Darius was. Slay was. Now, let's play one more piece of audio, Slay, here from this podcast, because he also propped up Gannon. And I wonder, after what he said last week, and he got heavily criticized, is he of the mindset now to try to say the right thing, or does he really believe it? Because he's very pro-Gannon in what you're about to hear. And is this his way of trying to tell the Eagles, like, yo, I'm not trying to, like, step out of line too much here, based on what I said last week. Here's what uh, Slay said on Gannon the other day. Now, what type of coach, since I know defensive coordinator would have been directly to you, what kind of coach is the Cardinals getting? They got a great coach, man. They got a guy that's going to, like, 
be a lot of energy, man. He'll bring a lot of energy. One thing about him, he's never like down. He'll stay the same person every day. He's a good dude, man. And um, we have been a DB too. So me and him got along very well. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for him, man. You know, he deserved it, man. A lot of people was talking bad about him in Philly because, you know, um, they ain't like how he was running his defense, but, you know, his defense turned out to be the second best in the league, number one pass defense. Uh, but they got a good dude in hands, man. I'm looking forward to see how he do it with uh, Arizona, man. You know, I wish he would stay, but uh, I know every coach want to be a head coach. All right, Darius Slay the other day. Now, of course, all this on the heels. Last week, Ray, we had a show on Friday after Jaylen, after Darius Slay talked on Thursday. He said something that was just so positively mind-numbing to most of us. with uh, who's the dude? Juju Smith. Juju, right? So he's trying to pump those guys up. But he goes to what you're about to hear, Ray. And I want you to think of in terms of this, Ray. Have the Eagles struggled in the first two and a half weeks since the Super Bowl, or three weeks, to sort of handle the loss? Listen to what, listen to what Darius Slay said a few days ago. Mahomes a dog out there, and him and Travis had a crazy connection. Other than that, it was lights, camera, action out there for us. We having a field day. We was having a great Great game. We just had a hard time with caps. We did feel like our DBs was way better, and that's that's what happened on the field. Y'all think they threw for like what, 180 pounds, 80 yards? Ray, if Donovan McNabb had said, "Yeah, you know, I was having a field day out there in Super Bowl 39," other than those interceptions, other than you know maybe throwing up, other than going really slow in the fourth quarter, the town would have erupted. Mm-hmm. Ray, what do you make? Because John and I and Devin and Ray and James, we've all talked a lot about this. I mean, since the Super Bowl. I mean, there's been some finger-pointing at coaches. Mm-hmm. I think you can interpret part of what Darius Slay said because he was really talking about his defensive backs, finger-pointing at the linebackers, the defensive linemen. It's, it's gotten weird. What do you make of how they've handled this? Well, it's sort of like, I mean, when I was with you guys, what, a week ago or two weeks ago, I mean, you hadn't gotten over it. You hadn't. <laughs> you, you were still wrestling. I'll never that. get over it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not over it. Um, so I, I wouldn't expect that the players would be over it. I mean, it's uh, and it's a whole tangle of emotions that you just kind of have to work your way through. And that's why. Um, <clears throat> that's why I think this is. I think this team faces a real challenge coming back next year. I really do. I really do. I mean, I've been through it with this team before. I, you know, I saw the Vermeil team come back the year after losing Super Bowl fifteen. I saw, you know, the Donovan team after losing in Jacksonville. Uh, and what happened with this team the year after they won it? It's it's hard. It's hard to come back that next year and work your way back, especially after you've lost and lost in the way that you lost this one. Ten points up at halftime and you lose at the end on a on a bad call and then a field goal. Um, that's that's hard. And I think all of these guys, each in their own way, are trying to sort through their emotions. Um, and but to try and say what Slay has said there—that he was having a—he was having a good time out there, and maybe the fault lies elsewhere—is not helpful. I mean, that can cause problems. Right? Is it true, Ray? It was it really lights, camera, action for the DBs? <laughs> like he watched—I'm assuming he watched the game. Maybe he didn't. Maybe this proves he didn't watch the game. I you found know, like, it astounding, Ray. I mean, lights, camera, action—is it real? I like mean, Ju- Juju, who's not that, that good. Juju with seven catches. So right. don't give me it's just Mahomes and and Kelsey. Else. And and yeah. dude, you got his brother on your team. You don't know how to say his name? Well, it's, Else? it could be a nickname. Well, I mean, Ray, it's not I just a nickname. Ray, I just it's found Travis it, Kelsey. I just found it so out of touch. Well, does he think that they played good as a defense? No, they didn't. 
They didn't. And, and I don't think that, I don't think, well, maybe he does believe that. You know, maybe, I mean, sometimes, you know, sometimes professional athletes, even the good ones, even the pro bowlers, look in the mirror and see something different than what the rest of us see. Yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not that uncommon. And it's, sometimes, and there's yeah. also the other part of it, which is sometimes after a really bitter loss, uh, your temptation is to tell yourself, well, this wasn't on me. You right. know, and maybe that's where he is. Um, you know, I, I, it doesn't surprise me because Darius Slay is a very stream of conscious kind of guy that I've seen him go off on these tangents. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes they're funny and sometimes they're, they're kind of silly. And, and then sometimes you, you hear stuff like this, it just makes you shake your head. But, I mean, there's nobody on that defense that should be feeling anything other than incredible regret. Yeah. Or the way that I mean, the, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes was thirteen for fourteen in the yeah. second half. They had four possessions. They scored on every one of them. You lost a you lost a ten point lead, and you lost a chance to win a Super Bowl. And the thing that I th- I keep thinking about, and you know, John knows it because John's been down that road. Is when you get to the Super Bowl, you have the idea of losing a Super Bowl is so crushing because you you there's a feeling maybe we'll get back. But you know what? Maybe we won't. Yeah. Maybe this was my only chance. Maybe, and you take a guy like Darius Slay, who's played a whole long career, 10 years, uh, to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, what are the chances he's going to get back? This was his shot. Mm-hmm. This was his shot. And how anybody could walk away from that and not have nothing but tremendous feeling of pain and angst about it, I just can't imagine. I'll say this, Ray. For those that haven't heard me say it, I'll say it again. There's no Eagles player, Ray, that has ever lost the Super Bowl with the Eagles who has ever played in another Super Bowl with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. It's what it is. It's tough. Let's go to Ken in South Jersey. Hi, Ken. Good, mor- good morning, friends. How are we today? Great, Ken. Hey, Joe, I just want to let you know I'm, I'm working on some endorsement deals for you out here with some mouthpiece manufacturers and some, <laughs> some local dentists. So I'll, I'll get back to you offline and let well, you know. Well, I'm good on the dentist front. I got PI Dental and I'm happy. Uh, maybe a mouth guard is, is something I could use. That, yeah, that, that's where I'm going. Hey, hey listen, um, I have – Maybe Howie looks at this offseason as an opportunity to get younger and cheaper, which is something that they've had to do for a while now. I mean, he was all in last year. Uh, I would have, I have no problem with a player trying to get paid as much as they want to get because we're all trying to get paid as much as we can get, and uh, why should they be any different? So I don't expect anybody to be offering up any hometown discounts because I certainly don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, if, if we can make the team better by trading Slay and that enables the Eagles to keep, you know, Hargrave and Bradbury. And then you go out and you draft a, uh, one of the top corners with your 10th pick. Yeah. Uh, I, have, I have no problem with that. I would just say this. Same. I know everybody's in love with Joey Porter Jr., and it's partially because he's a Penn State guy. But I would just – the guy's had one interception in his entire college career. He doesn't really have tremendous ball skills from what I've seen. And there's, we, we can do better. It, we, it wouldn't be a bad pick, but if there's somebody else like Witherspoon or somebody out there, we, we can do better with that pick. The big question, I mean, Joey Porter, <clears throat> it, people, and I've, I've mentioned Joey Porter's name as a, as a target for this Eagles team. I don't think he's the best cornerback in this draft. I think that just it, it, it will help us if more quarterbacks get pushed yeah. up into that top nine. Yeah, for sure. It would be great to get Witherspoon. It would be great to get Gonzalez. Gonzalez looked awesome at the combine too. Uh, so there, you got like a top three group of guys there, and it seems like everyone's all, always just automatically discounting the first two. But the fact that these quarterbacks will climb it absolutely helps our cause. It's exciting to think about the possibility of Christian Gonzalez 
being the cornerback, we can take it 10 if he's still there. Hey, Ken, give me a great crime movie that's not a mob movie. Dog Day Afternoon. You got it, buddy. Big one there. Ray, where does T.J. Edwards and Marcus Epps – I'm not even going to say Kaiser White because I think we all kind of think he's probably gone. Yeah, I would think so. Edwards had a really good year but a bad Super Bowl. Right. Epps had a solid year, and both were playing at cheap numbers. They're both going to get paid more. Edwards will get paid more. And the word is there are teams who are enamored with – Marcus well, and that's Epps. agent speak. It could that's be, yeah, true. could be. But listen, <laughs> yes. they could get. I could see Epps getting four years and twenty-eight million. I mean, twenty-six million. He's, yeah, I don't know. He's solid. Ray, keep these guys. Want to keep them, but can't trust Blankenship. Trust uh, Nicobe Dean. What are we doing here? Uh, I, to me, Epps is. Uh, he was pretty good. I mean, but that's about what he is. Uh, I mean, I'd be looking to upgrade if I could. Uh, Blankenship was, is a nice, you know, free agent kid that came in and played hard when he had the opportunity. But you saw his limitations the more that he played. We've all seen guys like that. You know, they're, they're free agents. They make the team. All of a sudden, they yep. get thrust into the lineup. They play a game or two. Wow, this guy's really good. Then he plays more, and you say, oh, well, no, he's a free yeah. agent. Yeah, $28 million <laughs> might have been too much when I said apps. But I could see him getting four years, $18 million. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, that seems that seems uh, rich to me. Uh, Did Edwards turn you off based on a Super Bowl performance? Because for me and John, it was like whoa. Yeah, I mean that that to me is kind of what he is. I I was never I know I know there was a lot written and said about how well Edwards played this year. I, I thought he was okay. I didn't think he was much more than that. The idea of investing a lot of money in him, I don't see it. Uh, I to me to to me D- Dean is a kid you got to get on the field somewhere next year whether it's inside or outside he's got to play I mean he's just got to play he has he has an instinct for the game that they haven't had at the linebacker position in a very long time um, I mean if when I look at this draft and you guys were just touching on this uh, <clears throat> there are a lot of very good defensive backs in this draft I think a lot of really good ones and they're not just at the corner now I I agree with John I thought Gonzalez is really good I mean I saw him play at Oregon. And I thought he was really good, and then I saw him test at Indianapolis, and he really looks—he really looks good. I, I think that. Uh, yeah, I'm not—I'm not so sure he might not be number one. I mean, I, I mean, Witherspoon is is a good player, uh, but Gonzalez to me looks like a kid that could just continue to get better. I really, I really, really like him. Um, but the other part of it is, don't forget the safeties. I mean, you get a kid like Brian Branch uh, from Alabama. I mean, he's number one safety for sure, but he brings with him a versatility that he doesn't necessarily just – like, Epps is what he is. Epps yeah. is just a safety. You can't do much else with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's a two-deep shell safety. That's about what he is. A kid like Branch – now, you're talking about a first-round pick. That's a different story. But, I mean, he's a guy you can use multiple ways. I mean, he can play safety. You know, he can play single high. He can play slot. He could even play – he can play, even play some man-to-man on the corner if you had to if the team goes to a spread formation. Branch has a tremendous amount of versatility and is a really good player. I mean, if, I don't know if you've watched how much Alabama you watch. I never saw him miss a tackle. I never saw him miss a tackle. Uh, and you look around the NFL now, how many defensive backs can really tackle? Yep. I mean, I mean, this kid brings a, a, a complete skill set that, um, I mean, people don't normally think about drafting safeties in the top half of the first round, but he's a guy you got to think about. So speaking of the first round, because another guy that fits into this whole puzzle Last year's first, and I remember, Devin, we're at the Maxwell Awards, you, me, and Ray, and you're interviewing yeah. Jordan Davis, and I'm like, oh, this is the guy. You know, like, what a dude, and his film looked great. Yeah. But, Ray, I mean, that was a pretty big disappointment for year one. Who was that? Jordan Davis. Oh. 
I mean, if you lose Hargrave and you lose Cox and you lose Joseph and you lose Sue or maybe you lose three of those four, I mean, he's got to play. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere to hide. But, Ray, I'll tell you, John and I were both very underwhelmed with his first season. Well, before the injury, I thought he was playing well. You did? Mm-hmm. Wow. See, John, you saw it differently, right? Well, he wasn't playing much. You know, they didn't have total faith in him. He was out there in the base 3-4, and he was out there for, you know, like three plays in a row, and then they'd pull him for extended periods. I never got a good feel early in the season. I was hopeful. He's gigantic. He would make some plays that just defied logic and physics because he's so strong and, and, and big. But, man, they they didn't trust him. No, I thought what went – my view of Davis, and I was very high on him coming out of college. I, you know, I just uh, the Georgia defense might have been the best college defense I ever saw, uh, and he was obviously a big part of it in every sense of the word. Uh, I thought they were slow getting him on the field. Uh, I was a little disappointed that he didn't play more sooner, uh, and I was a little puzzled by what that told me. Mm-hmm. But then when they started to play him, then he started to play well. When he started with more snaps, he started to play well. And then right about that time, he got hurt. And then he was out, and then when he came back, it was very hit and miss. But I thought he was really just starting to hit his stride when the injury came along. Um, well, that's positive. I yeah, mean, like that, about, yeah. that makes me feel a little bit better. I, I felt like it was disastrous. Like, in the grand scheme, his season was disappointing, period. But it sounds like... You've got more belief than I do, which is, you know, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, he is going to play a lot. Well, as long as they feel like he's in the right condition to play. He's supposed to play a lot next year. Let's put it that way. Right now, he's he's starting. Yeah, I I think right now it's him and Milton Williams. There there are tackles. That's it. I mean, that's yeah, it's not just you're hoping. I mean, you're counting on him. I mean, right now you you need him. I mean, right now because Hargrave is not coming back. But, you know, sometimes you get to year two. Okay, let's go back to that. You, you're resigned. Hargrave's gone because it's too expensive. Yeah, because he's a really good player, and yeah. there aren't that many guys with his skill set that are on the free agent market. I mean, he's – of all the guys that of the Eagles that stand to walk out the door and, and get a lot of money, Hargrave is probably number one because he's, he's the right age. He's playing a position where there's not a lot of players who are available. Uh, and, I mean, he's an interior defensive lineman that gets pressure on the quarterback. There just aren't that many of those guys around. He know? is he is really good. Let's go back to the phones. Talk to Jill right now. Hi, Jill. Jill. Jill not ready to go. We go to uh, – let's talk to Drew right now. Drew, what's going on, pal? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, hey, everybody. Um, yeah, just quick on Sixers. I think I got a lot of calls. So, to me, it's pretty simple. I mean, I've been down on the Sixers bench for years, and – I was down on it most of this year, but lately it's showing some signs of life. And if they can get over these next, let's see, let's let's see what the proof in the pudding is over the next 15 plus games. If they can get the bench contributions that they've been getting over the last few games, the Milwaukee game, the you know, if you're going to get 20 plus points, 20 to 30 points from McDaniel's and Niang in a game, you're going to have a good chance to win any game. Look, I think they're in their best spot with the bench probably since they got good five years ago. I mean, I don't remember every twist and turn, but my, my sense was early it was basically that um, Ennis guy with what, Mike, what was his name? Mike, uh, Mike Scott. Mike Scott. <laughs> in there at one point. I liked him. Matisse. Matisse no, was, was, was horrendous. Just, oh, my God. Horrendous. It's really like the worst in the last few years. Oh, 
Bellinelli was here. Right? Bellinelli oh, gave him a little bit of a burst, yeah. but he was the biggest gunner of all time. The guy would literally catch the ball, like, wouldn't even square his body, just shoot it. Um, this is their best bench so far, Drew. And it's, yeah, part, so, and it's part of the reason they were losing to teams. It's part of they were losing to the Raptors or they were losing <laughs> to the Heat. Those teams had better benches. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, you know, I was, you know, I was on the other side of the fence versus fans who were constantly harping and down on and beat and Harden and these guys come up short in crunch time and Tobias. It's like, you know, you, how do you expect three or four or five or six guys to beat good teams? It's, it's not going to happen. You need eight, seven, you need seven, eight, nine guys that can play. You know, to to beat good teams. That's the bottom line. Yeah, so Drew, see, give me an answer here, man, for a non-mob crime movie that's great. So you know, this this movie is so tension-filled throughout. It's it's amazing. Um, so has anyone said Silence of the Lambs? Yes. Give me something oh. else. Okay, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, Ooh, you got it. Yeah, man. buddy. Wow. It's a big wow. answer. It's a big. I love that answer. It's a big one. Ray, speaking of answers on the 76ers, what's the answer to this question? Do you believe in the 76ers? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I think that it's um, – right now, if you had to ask me who are the favorites in the East, I would probably still say Milwaukee, Boston, but I think the Sixers are right there. I think the Sixers are right there. And one of the reasons is they have more depth. I agree with you on that. And the other, te- and the other thing is, man, they make their foul shots. <laughs> you know? and, and, in the, and in the playoffs, a lot of the you – know, there's a – the whistle blows a lot more. There's more defense played. Guys spend more time at the foul line, and you got to make your foul shots. And this team makes their foul shots. What were they last night at the line? I think they missed one. I think they missed one foul shot all night. I think they were like 24 for 25 or something. Well, an Embiid especially for well, his the, size. The game before, yeah. Joel was 19 for 19. I, I don't think I'd ever seen that in my life. It's incredible. I think last night they might have missed one, and they had a lot. And Embiid, again, was perfect. Um, so, I mean, that I think is a – nobody really talks about that, but I think the, this team's ability to consistently make foul shots is something that's really going to help them. All right, let yeah, me ask you one, one – They missed one, Ray. You were correct. Well, 22 yeah. or 23. Ray, one follow-up, because it's kind of the question within the question on the Sixers. I guess your answer has to be yes, because it's the only way you can arrive at yes to the first question. Do you trust Joel Embiid's health come playoff time? Oh. You, you always worry. I mean, every time he hits the floor, I worry. Yeah, uh, and that's the, and that's the way he plays, but that's the way he's got to play. You know, I mean, it's just one of those you just cross your fingers and hope he's going to get there. But um, yeah, I mean, I they have something going right now. They really do. I mean, when I looked at this stretch of games that they had to play these five games on the road and 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 the compressed time they had to play them. Yeah, it was impressive. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think they were going to come back four and one, and and I don't think Doc expected them to come back four and one. <laughs> yeah, he probably penciled in a couple losses there. That's a scheduled loss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the, you know, the Milwaukee game to me was an eye opener. The Milwaukee game to me was an eye opener because that was a game that that felt like if you want, it felt like a playoff game. You know, mm-hmm. Milwaukee wasn't mailing that one in. I mean, that was a game that was that was that felt like a playoff game, on their court where they hadn't lost in forever, and you beat them. You know, I, I just think that that game. You, know, you talk about sending messages. I think that was a game that sent a message that this team's here and they're and and they might have a real chance to pull this thing off. All right, Ray. Finally, let's wrap on this because um, it's great having you in here for an hour. You've seen a ton of movies. You've seen a lot of crime movies. What's the best crime movie ever that's not a mob movie? I thought there was, and, and nobody in your audience has ever seen it, um, but I, I thought it was great. Um, it was a movie called Sexy Beast. 
Uh, oh, was ben about, Kingsley. That's about me, right? It was Ben Kingsley. <laughs> right. uh, no, yeah. you, you weren't. You you weren't mentioned. Uh-huh. But um, Sexy Beast was was really good. Ray Ray Winstone Sexy and uh, and uh, Ben Kingsley. Uh, ben Kingsley, who was he? The Sexy who, Beast, Ben Kingsley. Um, he kind of was. That's uh, implausible. It's well, I mean, you know, it's one of the things that's great about it is here's a guy who played Gandhi. Yeah. Uh, wins an Academy Award for playing Gandhi and played the scariest mob guy you could ever imagine in it. Um, and again, I, I think a half a dozen people saw it. I think me and James and maybe three or four other people. But it is a terrific movie if you can ever find it. Well, the most important thing is you just gave me a new nickname. And I appreciate that, Ray. No. No, it was that, hearing that one down. <laughs> I did. I really nice, fit. Wrote it the down. Holy Hammer, Sexy Beast. Wrote the it down. smile on your face right now. Sexy Beast? Oh, man, I, that could take me all the way to the presidency. Mm, mm. By the way, when is this decathlon mm. going to take? When's the decathlon taking place? We got to get it together. The decamerathlon. Many competitions within the decamerathlon. We'll have to roll them out. There's two ways to answer the question, right? Question one is when the weather turns to good weather. Question or, or the answer one is when we have good weather. Answer two is when we have enough of a marketing department to actually be able to sort of put events like this together. I'm not sure which will happen first, but. <laughs> but, but like th- that's the candid answer. I think you. I think you should start. I'd work your way up to this. I think you maybe should start with just a match race with Rich Eisen, and see and see if you win that one, and yeah, then we'll you go think from you there. Beat Rich Eisen. I think Rich Eisen stepped out of I mean, line this week like when he six. said Tom Brady might come back. Is Tom Brady really coming back, Ray? What is this nonsense? Rich I, Eisen says he might come back. Tom Brady already refuted it. What was up with that? I can't imagine. The, the rumor is that uh, that if Tua can't come back in Miami, he's going to yeah. go to Miami. I don't. I don't. I don't believe it. I don't believe John, that. I'm guessing you do believe it a little bit, though, right? You sniffed it out last year. Yeah, last year. Last year, it just felt like he was playing too well for that to be real. Mm. He didn't play as no. well this year, and I think he's feeling the age finally. Joe, I, he refuted it by saying he has two kittens. I didn't really find that to be a strong, no, you know, two-month-old kitten. Two, yeah, yeah. Two, yeah. yeah. So you think he might come back, Ray? Yeah. He, listen, I'm not rolling it out. No. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. I just that think it's a lot insane. less likely than last year. It would be a horrible look. I mean, it would be ridiculous. I mean, if how do you, and then how do you go on to retire again? After <laughs> right. That? Brett Favre did Favre it. Favre did it many times. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Jordan had three retirements. So, but th- this one, this would be in a condensed period of time. Anyway, Ray, uh, always a pleasure to have yes. you in the studio and uh, enjoy the draft. We'll be talking to you, obviously, up ahead. Very good. I'll see you in the Poconos. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Tomorrow night, absolutely, for the Maxwell Awards. All right, there he is, the Diddy, Ray Dittinger. 215-592-9494. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.